Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Are you guys comfortable? Are you guys comfortable? How's the temperature in the room? Yeah? If, if you guys noticed that I was like doing something on my phone, I was adjusting the temperature, you know, just to make sure that you guys are comfortable. Is that, is that good? Yeah. And the reason why I did that, because this message is going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> so enjoy it while it lasts. I got to confess to you guys, a lot of times when I'm scheduled to preach, you've heard this, like, I'm a broken record. I get nervous. I, I do, because it's something that I don't do all the time, okay? And I, I want to say thank you, Pastor Mark, for stretching me and for giving me this opportunity to preach this morning. But this morning, for some reason, I am not really that nervous. Thank you for praying for me, for those of you who, who prayed for me. I am really excited because this word is for all of us. Are you ready? Are you guys ready? It's going to make you uncomfortable because I am uncomfortable myself. But this word has to be preached. So let's pray. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, that you have gathered us all in this place. It is not an accident. And you have a word for us, Lord. Thank you for, for, for this opportunity that I could share this message. And I pray, Lord God, that your words will be my words. I humble myself before you that I will exalt no other name but your name. I pray, Lord God, that you would remove any confusion, anything that will distract us. That we would receive your message so clearly, Lord God, and that we would leave this place changed, full of your glory, full of your presence, empowered by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a clap of praise? <laughs> Hallelujah. So I asked my wife, how did I do uh, at, the, uh, at the, the service that I did yesterday? And she goes, like, you did, you did great. But I noticed that you have a mannerism, almost like, like this like habit. And I go, like, really? What is that? You always tend to say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And I go like, I do? Yeah. And sometimes you say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and it's not even appropriate. <laughs> and I go like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> I think hallelujah and praise the Lord is appropriate in every situation, even though you don't think it is. Ha. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble, guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. How many of you uh, like or loves to hike? Just raise your hand. Hike. Hike. Oh, wow. Wow. So you, uh, okay, you are the, the guys or the people who say, like, we love nature, and when we go hiking, we just feel close to God. Yeah? Yeah? Well, I'm not like that. No. A year ago, a friend of ours convinced us to go hiking, and we go like, uh, I don't know. And, and, and this friend says, like, no, it's really good. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to create in you a, a very worshipful spirit. You know, you're going to appreciate the creator. And I go like, okay. And I said, so what, what mountain would you recommend to hike? You know, for a, a family like us who's just beginning of never like hiking and never went to hike. Okay, Mount Monadnock. Are you sure? And he's go like, yeah, go for it. 
This is like almost like a six mile hike. It took us four hours, okay? And the whole time we were going like, oh, help us, God. Help us, Lord. Oh, what is this? What is this? Every like five, ten minutes we stop and we go, ha, 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 ha. And my girls were like, Daddy, let's go back. I have so much pride. Like, no, we got to do this. We got to finish this. And if you guys are impatient, okay, if they're like slow people in front of you, oh, boy. You know, you're almost like, how, how, would you, how, how do we pass them? Like, uh. But I tell you guys, it took us four hours, but when we get to the top, oh my goodness, how beautiful it was. God is so good. He created that for us to enjoy. So two months ago, we've been hiking since last year. Actually, two months ago, we hiked our fourth mountain. How many of you hike Cardigan? Cardigan Mountain. Okay. Yeah? Yeah? Awesome. My girls and I were feeling uh, a little challenged that day. It was a beautiful day. We said, we want to take the difficult path. Okay? We didn't know how serious it was that the last half mile of this mountain is just bare rocks. Okay, it's open, just bare rocks, okay? And I shared this uh, Thursday for a mid, uh, midweek service, and I said the incline was like this. And the lady said, like, no, Richie, it's like this, okay? And I go like, oh, my goodness. And when we got there, and I go like, how are we going to do this? I'm looking at Crusselin and my girls. So they were a little scared, but I had to be the dad, you know, like... So this is what I did. Follow me, girls! And I'm like power walking. Ah, 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 ah. Follow me, girls! Ah. And the girls were like behind me, but Cresslin, oh my goodness. I did ask for permission, and she said, I never gave you permission last Thursday, but you went it anyway, so what's the use of asking for permission today? <laughs> I am really in trouble. She was doing this. That is going up. After we got up, spent for an hour, now we got to go down. Could you just imagine going down, looking straight down? The fear was just real. And Crescent was like, is there another way? Maybe we can go that way. And my girls and I were like, no, we, we went this way. We got to go back that way. And I prayed, Lord, Lord, give me wisdom how to go down. And the girls were like, can we do this, Dad? And I said, do you trust Daddy? Yep. And this is what Daddy did. Zigzag. Follow me, girls. And I was holding uh, my youngest daughter, Rizelle's hands. Easy as pie. And I look up, and this was Cresselin. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> this was Cresselin. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy 
I went back to help her and this is what she said, leave me alone. I got this. My girls followed me because they trust me. Cresselin didn't because she didn't quite trust me. <laughs> In this nation, where there's so much darkness, so much crime, so much violence, so much corruption, there's issues about the LGBTQ, there's issues about abortion, you pro-life or you pro-choice, there's issues about immigration, so many issues, so many issues. And we say this all the time, in God we trust. In God we trust, but do we really mean it, church? Do we really mean it? In God we trust? And can we, can we just be clear that we're talking about the same God, okay? Because when you say this openly, in God we trust, a lot of people, okay, would agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But ask them, who is, who's the God you're agreeing with? Who is this God? I bet if you say, in Jesus we trust, then we'll have a problem. The God we're talking about is Jesus Christ, amen? He is the only hope. He is the answer to this nation. Amen? So here's the question that we posted on our website. So what is the role of the church in our society, in our culture, in our government? And you're probably thinking, well, we got to pray. we got to serve. you got to do this and that. All of these things. You can create a list. They're all good. But as I prayed... I think this is number one, okay, the primary role of the church that we miss, okay, is to care. The church needs first to care for our culture, for our society, for our government. Say care. care. If you don't care about something, forget it, okay? All of you parents, if you care so much about your kids, then you're going to look after them, right? You're always trying to f- figure out, are they safe? Are they okay? Are they hungry? Or are they good? Okay? I've heard stories that some of you quit smoking. Hallelujah. Come on. Praise the Lord. Why? Because you care about your health. A lot of you started exercising. Hallelujah! Why? Because you care about your physical condition. You got to care first before you decide to do something different, radical. Church, in God we trust. But do we care? Do we care? There is a character in the Bible, his name is Esther, and we're going to dive in in the scripture. If you open your Bibles, on Esther 4, verse 12 to 15 or 16, she demonstrated what trusting God really means. How many of you are familiar with Esther, the book of Esther, the story? Esther. 
Oh, so you watch uh, the Veggie Tales, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Two kids last Thursday came up to me and hugged me, and they were thanking me for sharing Esther's story. They go like, we love Esther's story. We love the Veggie Tales. <laughs> so cool. For those of you who need review, so this is the review before we start reading this. So there was a king. His name was Xerxes, King Xerxes. He threw a party, okay? And during this party, he wanted to show off his queen, Queen Vashti. Okay, for some reason, the queen didn't want to show up. The king was offended. His council's advisors were offended too. They go like, you know what? That's, that's not good. That's, 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 that's bad. Because that's a bad example to our wives too. They're not going to follow us too. If they, you got to get rid of him. The king was convinced he got rid of Esther. Now, I mean, he got rid of the queen. Now he doesn't, ha- he doesn't have a, a queen he calls a, 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 a beauty contest. For me, it was like a, the first Bachelor show, okay? <laughs> so all, all these beautiful women from, from all the nations came. Got the long story short. He saw Esther. He favored Esther, and he was pleased with Esther. <coughs> made Esther queen, okay? End of the story, they lived ha- happily ever after, right? Nope. No, no, that's right. There was a problem. See, Esther was an orphan. She was raised by a cousin whose name is Mordecai. And Mordecai refused, okay, to bow down every time the second-in-command Haman would be around. And this guy was such an egomaniac that he hated Mordecai and convinced the king. He goes like, hey, King Xerxes, there's a group of people in your kingdom who's giving us a wrong vibe. They, they, they don't really trust you. They don't want to follow you. You want to get rid of them? The king goes like, yeah, get rid of them. So the king agreed to pass a law that they were going to kill all the Jews. That was the problem. And when Mordecai and all the Jews found out about this, they went out on the streets wearing sackcloth and ashes, and they cried and prayed and fasted. Okay? And Mordecai sends a message to Esther. You got to help us, Esther. Could you talk to the, uh, to the king? This needs, doesn't have to happen. And Esther said, I can't. The last time I was there was three months ago. And there's a law. If the king doesn't call for you, if you're not summoned by the king, you can't go. Because if you go, you die. And now we come to this verse. Are you guys ready to read this? Esther 4, verse 12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back his answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Verse 15. Then Esther sent his reply to Mordecai, Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day, and I may attend, and I and my attendants will fast as, as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Hallelujah.
because Esther trusted God, because Esther cared about his people, because she knows that God loves his people, she took the risk. Amen? There's three things that I want to highlight today, this morning. Three things that I believe that we all need to be reminded of. As a church, if we really trust God, these are three things that we need to do. Number one, do not be silent. Say this, do not be silent. Is that what I wrote there? Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. A lot of us, we want to be quiet because we, we don't want to get involved. A lot of us, we don't want to do, we don't want problems. We don't, we don't, we don't conflicts. Okay? And, and we think the problem is going to solve by itself. Correct? But the issue is, whether you like it or not, we are part of the problem. If we don't do anything, no one else will do it. Okay? We sang a song earlier. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its victory. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. As Christians, as a church, we know this. We sing this all the time. Does God need to know this? Actually, he doesn't. He knows it. He knows who he is. But when we're singing this, it's good that we're reminded that he is the living hope. But when you know and you know and you just believe that he is the living hope, it doesn't end there. You're going to go out to the world and tell the world that he is the living hope. Because if the church doesn't do that, no one else will do it. Don't be quiet. What does the Word of God says in Matthew 4, 15 to 16? If you have the Bibles, let's go there. Matthew 4. Actually, Matthew 5, 14. It says, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under the bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world, church. You are the city on the hill. God placed us there. Why do we keep trying to hide? And he's encouraging us to go shine your light. When you're quiet, are you shining your light? No. I want to do a quick demonstration. Can we shut off all the lights in the house, please? Can, can we make this room peach black? That's not peach black. Shut all the lights. All lights out. Pastor Jorgen, do your magic. There it is. 
You are the light of the world. Go shine your light. If you have a phone, could you turn on your flashlight? If you have a phone and you have a flashlight, go turn it on, please. Hallelujah. You guys see it? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can turn it off now because you need those battery later. <laughs> now, how do you shut this down? Okay, it's off. <laughs> and the light, okay, the light is Jesus. You can't shine your light. Actually, you won't have any light if you don't have Jesus. Because in John 8, he says, I am the light of the world. If anyone follows me, this person will no longer walk in darkness. But I will give you the light of life. So the light that we shine in the darkness that we are in is Jesus. It's Jesus. Whatever you say, whatever you do, doesn't matter what the situation is, you're shining Jesus. Amen? So what are some practical ways that you can shine your light? Go pray and fast. Because there's power in prayer. Say it, power in prayer. Okay? I believe that our brother, Pastor Andrew Brunson, was not released because he was demonstrating good conduct. No. He was released because God is good. And the people in the church were praying for him for two years. Did you guys see the video? Do you know from, from the, the Turkey prison, okay, he went to straight to the White House. Do you know what happened next? He prayed for the president. You know what he prayed for the president? Okay. He knelt on his knees and he asked the president for permission. Mr. President, can I pray for you? And Mr. President says, by all means. Yeah, go, go. He knelt down and laid hands on the president and he said, Lord, I pray that you fill our president with your presence. Oh my goodness. Was he quiet? He could have been just quiet. He could have just sat down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Some of you, oh my goodness, is that the time? And I'm only on point number one. (laughs) It was a long hike. Some of you need to go register and vote. Okay? Some of you need to pay your taxes. Some of you need to serve. Because God, because God has positioned you strategically for a government position. You have so much influence. Don't be afraid because God has equipped you with everything that you will need. Okay? Actually, number two point is God wants to use you for such a time as this. It's now or never. Okay? You can't wait any longer, church. 
It's today. It has to happen today. Okay? Don't waste time anymore, church. Because the change is not going to happen if we don't step out. It's us whose God is calling. You may be here, you're saying, Richie, we're talking about Esther. Esther was beautiful. Actually, the Bible says she had a beautiful figure. I can tell you, I, I don't think I have that. So I, I can't connect, I can't relate to Esther. But what, what does the word of God says in 1 Peter 2, 9? You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people that God has called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he's commanding us to proclaim his praise, okay? To declare, in other, verse, in other versions, he says to declare his excellencies. What is he excellent about? His love, his goodness, his forgiveness, his righteousness, his justice. Who's gonna proclaim this, church? Us. Amen? The third point, if the worship team can come up. We need to identify who our enemy is. Look to the person next to you and tell them, you are not my enemy. (laughs) We have a true enemy. Okay, he's the father of lies. He's Satan. He disguised himself as the angel of light. He's so good for a long time to make us think and believe that the body of Christ, okay, is against each other. No. The enemy are not the people. If you're a Democrat, the Republicans are not your enemies. If, if you're a Republican, the Democrats are not your enemies. If you're an independent, then you don't have an enemy. I'm kidding. There was somebody posted on on Facebook. You probably saw it. It says, we don't need a donkey. We don't need an elephant. We need a lamb. Come on, church. Who is the lamb? It's Jesus Christ. So what are we talking about here, church? Awesome message, Richie. Great job. That was, that was, uh, that was, that was, that was so convicting, Richie. Love it, love it. Thank you for saying that. But I'd rather you do something about it. How many of you would trust the Lord to use you starting today? Hallelujah. I want to challenge all the dads. Dads, (laughs) we're the king of our house. Yeah. (laughs) I deserve to rest. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic, guys, because I'm guilty. Okay? You can always say, I'm tired. Can I just sit down? 
I deserve it. But dads, if we don't lead our families, we can never lead this, this generation. We can never lead this, this community, this society, this nation to the Lord. God is building up an army. It's either you are in it or you're not. You, you can't be sitting on the sidelines, okay? We are in a spiritual warfare, okay? The enemy, the enemy wants to kill us, to, to destroy us. It hasn't changed. When you're quiet, it's kind of like that. But when you begin to speak up and shine your light, you're showing the way, and the way is Jesus Christ. Amen? Can we give the Lord a clap of praise? Let's all stand and pray. Lord God, we thank you for reminding us this morning that we don't have to be quiet because you are with us, that you've empowered us with your Holy Spirit, and that we are in a battle, O oh Lord God. We can rejoice and we can be confident because you have already won the victory. And Lord God, give each and every one of us opportunities to speak up, to declare your word, to, to point people that you are the way. In this world where people don't know, they are confused where to go, Lord, you have shown us the way. You've set us free and help us to point them directly to you because you are the only hope. You are the only answer. Lord, we are here today. Use us as your people, as your church to bring the change in this culture, in this society, in our government. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap of praise. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 